welcome to a very special edition of The Hauntings of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special edition of The Hauntings of right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams alongside with Chip Hazard, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be bringing you five of the most haunted places that you can find in the country of Mexico. Shout out to amyscrypt.com for providing us with our list tonight. And Chip, what can we look forward to in today's episode? Uh, Well, Mexico is a vibrant country with diverse culture and an abundance of ancient ruins. The people of Mexico have an interesting relationship with death and many spooky legends to share. For this reason, one can discover haunted locations within most of Mexico's cities. But with so much spookiness to explore, what are the most haunted places in Mexico? Continue to listen to find out the five most haunted places in Mexico. Okay, so we're going to kick it off tonight. And I I will be honest, my Spanish is not good. So if I say something incorrectly, please don't come for me. I don't, I don't want no problems. Um, but I'm going to go with this first one. And this one is... Museo de las Momayaza, I guess is how it's pronounced, and it's in Guadalajara, Mexico. And it says that for such a quaint and picturesque town, Guadalajara uh, certainly boasts one of the most ghastly tourist attractions going around. In the heart of this small town lies Museo de las Masa. I want to say that's how it's pronounced which translate into the Museum of the Mummies, a truly terrifying reminder of what awaits us all. This exhibition of death sees the pristinely preserved, naturally mummified corpses of over 100 men, women, and infants displayed in glass cases. Each of these bodies have been exhumed from the St. Paula uh, Cemetery, after their families could no longer afford the tax place on holding their deceased relatives in their not so final re- what the hell <laughs> yeah wow so you either pay taxes or we're gonna exhume your loved ones what the fuck okay i've never heard of that before excuse me i'm sorry that caught me so off guard anyway after it was found that the cemetery had the perfect conditions to naturally mummify these exhumed bodies they were collected and eventually put on display in this rather macabre museum. If the story of how the Museum of the Mummies came to be itself the, the perfect storm for paranormal activity, I don't know what is. Those who believe in not messing with the dead may certainly buy into the rumor that this museum is in fact haunted. Stories of a disgruntled and disturbed dead roaming the hall of this museum after hours uh, exist. Some security guards even attest to have this to have this having experience unexplained footsteps, voices, and even seeing apparitions in the museum when no one else is around. Guadalajara is just a four-hour bus ride from Mexico City a, and worth the trip. The Museum of the Mummies is able to be visited for less than five U.S. dollars. Tours can be self-guided or done with a Spanish-speaking guide. I also recommend this is 
from the house of crypt.com also recommend walking up the stairs after visiting the museum to explore the cemetery of saint paula um uh no so yeah uh <laughs> and some of the pictures that's provided these things look like they're straight out of a fucking movie set though uh yeah yeah i mean it, it, that's what it looks so gross i mean Looking at the one picture in the middle, the smallest zombie in the world is on display here at this museum, and uh, it's. <laughs> Where is your head at on this one, Bubba? Uh, well, as we always say, you don't fuck with someone's final resting place, um, and I mean they called it not so final, but uh, yeah. So the family couldn't pay a tax on the plot of land where the person was buried so they they just dug up the body and was like you can't pay taxes get it up out of here uh and then the museum takes over and mummifies no see that's that's what i'm talking about that's why they're uh haunting your asses right now that's why right um ironically enough i mean i mean it it had a lot to do with the um, the Tarola, uh outbreak around uh, Guadalajara in 1833 uh, it says that you know the human bodies appear appeared have been uh, discerned between 1870 and 1958. Um, so like, ugh, I, I don't know, man. That's just you know, th- it, basically as of 2007. 59 mummies were on display of a total of 111 uh, total uh, bodies. Um, and it was due to the demands of the epidemic known as 1820, from 1823, I'm sorry, 1829 to 1851, the, uh, uh, the Chirola pandemic, um, which was, it, 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 just like any pandemic, it, you know, it sweeps across um, different countries and things of that nature. And, what it was was like a, uh, it's like a, it was like it was like a bacterial disease that turned it that morphed into a, um, morphed into a, a virus and it, it could be it was basically it was like it was like an intestinal disease if that makes any sense. Um, uh, I don't, matter of fact, I don't even know if you can even get that disease anymore. Um, uh, it, says, it says it's an infection of the small intestines by some strain of bacteria. Uh, symptoms range widely from none to mild to severe. Uh, more likely vomiting and muscle cramps uh, occur and um, you pretty much you'll be in the bathroom for a while uh, if you have this right Um, but I mean and obviously I mean I'm sure through uh, advances in um, modern medicine uh, there's been you know ways to combat it Um, but yeah I mean the fact that this the first mummy that was put on display here uh, was of Dr. Uh, Remigio Leroy uh, the museum at the time contained over 108 corpses it says the museum is known to have the smallest mummy it was a fetus from a pregnant woman who fell victim to the virus some of the mummies can be seen wearing pants and clothes in which they were buried in yeah you know what it does not surprise me that this place is could could be fucking haunted. Like you're messing with people's 
final resting place. Like, I don't, like, oh my God. That's just, that's just, that's just, that's just weird to me. <laughs> it's just weird to me. Oh Lord. All yeah. Right, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, that's, um, uh, let's, let's move. I mean, so what? I'm like, if you got around, if you, if you got around the, the, the mummified fetus, do you hear the baby crying in the middle of the middle? I mean, that would be scary enough, you know? Something, not something I want to um, have anything to do with, to be honest with you. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah. All right. Now that we talked about that gruesome shit, let's go on to the next one. You got it? Uh, sure. Uh, next we're going to talk about Ms. Nabalum Ghost Town, and this is in Merida, Mexico. So, Ms. Nabalum was once a thriving town supported by Hacienda Farming. Uh, it grew to around 200 occupants before it mysteriously uh, it was mysteriously abandoned, right? So, uh, rumor has it that this now crumbling set of ruins was left behind by its occupants due to having too many ghosts. Yep, that seems like a pretty valid reason to leave a place behind. Uh, legend has it that Miss Nabalum is haunted by the spirit of a nine-year-old boy named uh, Juliancito. I think that's right. Uh, his life is said to have come to the most tragic of ends. He supposedly committed suicide by hanging himself from a, a tree in town after enduring a sexual assault. Ever since his spirit has remained trapped in wander, uh, trapped to wander this desolate ghost town. Uh, Juliancito's spirit is joined by that of Don Marquez, who was the former landowner of Misimbalum and viciously assassinated. The spirit of a priest and countless others are also rumored to exist at the ghost town. They are thought <clears throat> they are thought responsible for the many reported instances of paranormal activity, such as disembodied voices and light anomalies that occur in the town. Miss Nabalum is located a short 20-minute drive just outside of Merida. It is easy to access and find as long as you are prepared to drive down a well-traveled gravel road. That's all I need to hear was a gravel road. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't go down gravel, gravel roads. No. I mean, that is just... Oh, man, it is... If you, if you look at some of the pictures, I mean, they got this crumbling staircase that just, it looks like it goes into nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and what you talked about, the ghost of Don Marquez, uh, it is told that Don was haunt, has haunted the town ever since his untimely death in 1920. In October of this year, uh, Don drove from his home down a road towards uh, Mesabalum with his son and one of his staff members. During this trip, his car was intercepted by unknown men who assassinated him in front of his son and staff member. Since that day, Don's ghost has been sighted throughout the town once he once held dominion over. What the fuck? Yeah, that's, uh... 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it said, all right, so the spirit of the priest that you were talking about uh, remains. Uh, it says that he's mostly he's mostly cited in the crumbling, roofless church, uh, donning a black, long flowing robe. Uh, his spirit is most commonly uh, seen at the top left hand side of the church. Wow. Yeah, and then you know the the, the tragedy of the the nine year little boy having been molested and then you know committing suicide by hanging himself uh like there's no wonder he haunts that place you know yeah it's crazy how it's just man like so much tragedy you know with especially with a nine year old boy you know taking his life like that and the fact that there's still sick fucking people in this world you know that you know that's sad very sad yeah I know one thing I don't never want to come to this place <laughs> it looks uh no count me out on that one yeah um I'm actually not... surprised people actually had the balls to go to this place and put their graffiti art right like I mean you brave enough to tag a haunted place you got no fear <laughs> But I guess, you know, graffiti is an art unto itself and it belongs somewhere. Yeah. I mean, if you can't do it and if you can't do it on the streets, you might as well do it at a haunted place where no one's going to go. It's like, hey, man, I'm going to go tag this haunted place. Man, you'll get in trouble. Who's going to come? Who's going to come to this place? You know what? You got a good point. Go go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Do do you, boo boo. Do you, boo boo. I ain't going to with you, but good luck. All right, so the next one that we're going to be talking about is the house of Aunt Tona. Tona or or Tanya? Tonyona? Tona. We'll go with Tona. And this is in Mexico City. Now, one of the best-known urban legends of Mexico City details a rather chilling ghost story. This story centers around a large mansion tucked away in the Chacolpec... Chapultepec Forest. Sure, we'll go with that. This was once the home to a rich and wealthy, respected woman named Aunt Tona. And if I'm looking at the house, it looks pretty modern. It looks pretty nice. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, following the death of her husband, it is said that Aunt Tona slipped into a deep depression that caused her to become a recluse in her mansion understandable losing your husband especially if you've been married for a while very very you know deep rooted in sadness and things of that nature so obviously it makes sense to be more reclusive and more standoffish when you're going through something like that um she decided to take a take on a number of street children caring for the less fortunate within her mansion okay very nice of her now, despite her kindness, the children took her into her, the children she took into her home were always cruel to her and played constant, humiliating pranks at her expense. This legend has two different ends. Okay, the okay. first, the first states that Aunt Tona grew tired of the children's cruel pranks toward her and murdered them. Later, disposed of their bodies in the creek surrounding the mansion. 
The second ends, however, with the children brutally beating Aunt Tona to death in an attempt to locate riches within the mansion. Regardless of the truth behind these tales, many locals do believe that the house of Aunt Tona is haunted. Some people have reported hearing the tormented cries of children echoing from the valley surrounding the mansion late at night. Others have even claimed to capture a glimpse of Aunt Tona's apparition appearing out of the window of her former home. The, the house of Aunt Tona is quite difficult to locate. It can only be viewed from a distance now as it is fenced off as it is considered a fenced off private residence. The best view of the house can be found here and then it gives coordinates to the house from Google Maps. <clears throat> yep, the Google Map coordinates are 19.404750 negative 99.221056 and 19.404222 uh, by negative 99.221067 yeah it is within that parameter matter of fact i found it that's a pretty big house though i mean it's it, literally in yeah, the middle of is. nowhere literally in the middle of nowhere and it has five reviews <laughs> i don't know why you reviewing it but okay cool i mean um i mean you yeah. might as well why not five star five star five star one star, nope, fuck that. Not going to this place. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody on Google is smarter than you. Uh, but no. Um, all right, so what are you feeling at this point? What are you thinking? Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm getting a lot of, of tragedy. Like... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, she, you know, she she lost her husband. She went into depression, so tragedy, tragedy. Um, but then she's trying to turn that around, and she, you know, brings some children into her home, you know, trying to be nice to them, but then they want to play pranks and humiliate her. And everything, so there's, you know, more tragedy. Uh, but then she just kind of a either completely loses her mind and and murders all of these little pranking fucks, <laughs> um, or they murdered her to try to get whatever money she had. Um, you know, so it's more and more tragedy. Uh, either which way, like, then it it goes on to say, you know, uh, some people have reported hearing tormented cries of children. So that leads me to believe that she, uh, you know, kind of maybe, uh, murdered them. Desi, I was thinking the exact same thing. If that's what Uh, I'm leaning towards. Yeah, and then, you know, it says others have claimed to capture a glimpse of her peering out of the windows of her former home, which would also make sense because that's, like, 
that was her her place of peace until the kids came around so you know she so she's still there trying to find that peace maybe possibly that, that, that's that's what i say i'm thinking the same thing too i mean i mean anytime you lose somebody that you love obviously you go into that sense of depression and then you try to overcompensate that you know depression with helping out you know give back to those and stuff things of that nature but when your kindness is being taken advantage of and things of that nature i mean it was maybe it was one of the situations where she had a psychotic breakdown and just went ham and just 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 killed everybody in in sight you know what i mean right that's what i'm thinking if i had to if i had to pinpoint a certain thing i bet because you know everybody at some point reaches a breaking point you know and yeah i probably would have murdered the little fucks too <laughs> right it's I mean, especially if you're not, going not through so much go ahead yeah i'm not saying that I, i'm a murderer by any means but if you put everything into perspective she loses her husband she goes into you know a deep state of depression uh then she tries to do something nice and they just want to you know play cruel and horrible pranks on her uh and everything and uh you know so it's it's just like this whirlwind of events that spiraled down into her losing her mind I would say I, I was thinking about this too it may not be the same thing you ever heard of the old story of La Rona about the lady that yeah. drowned her kids yeah this is what it kind of reminds me yeah this is what it kind of reminds me of I'm not saying it's the same thing I'm not even saying that it was the inspiration for it or whatever but it does seem rather similar in a sense <coughs> yeah I can get that from from yeah, this story I, I, I definitely got that, got that from the story uh, and the pictures that are provided for us very very just glimpses of the house and stuff and the house yeah. itself looks modern until you go <coughs> like a little bit further down into what looks like the basement area and it looks kind of tattered and it looks like it's you know raised up off the ground raised up off the the ground kind of elevated a little bit right yeah uh i mean the top of the house uh you know looks real nice like i would live there i would too it looks very very nice you got the the glass walls you got the satellite dish and a nice Mm -hmm. little you know it ain't Victorian, but I mean, it looks it looks more modern than it does old. Oh yeah. Any sense. Anyway, uh, so yeah, um, but yeah, but like I was saying a minute ago, yeah, everybody at some point reaches their breaking point. You know, it's kind of like the one person who, you know, they you know they just sit there and they take it and they take it and they take it and then one day they explode and then everyone's like, well, what's wrong with you? What the fuck you think is wrong? You know? Right. A lot of a uh, lot of anger. A lot of you know pent-up frustration and uh you know when they finally explode don't act surprised you're the one to fuck with them too long you know and there's a result but anywho so we're gonna jump on from this one let's go on to the next one you got it uh yep next up is uh chicken 
Ateza in Yucatan, Mexico. So <clears throat> I swear to God, I thought it said chicken too. <laughs> uh, it, I read it as chicken. I'm sorry. It, it's it's chicken. Chicken, yes. Chicken, yeah. Chicken, yes. I I, I think. Let's hope. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm Any sure that I'm fans, saying let it. Let us know what it's, we're saying it right or not. Yeah, I'm sure I'm saying it all wrong, but it is spelled C H I C H E N. So, not like chicken, but chick hen. Chick hen, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. As like, not Kurt Henning, Kurt Henning. <laughs> right. Right. All right, go and ahead. I'm sorry. Not, not Kentucky, King Turkey. King Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's still a great story. I'll never anyway, go forget ahead, it. Uh, so, uh, Chikhan, uh, it's, uh, is one of the largest, most important, and most visited mine sites in Mexico. Uh, it is dated at being around 1500 years old and retains many structures from the ancient city that tells tales of a different time and culture, which viewed death in ways we couldn't comprehend. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Uh, it's a, it was a place of blood sports and human sacrifice. Uh, ritual killings and offerings were ways that the Mayan people could communicate with and pay tribute to their gods. Some areas of interest concerning these killings are uh, the Great Cenote. Uh, which is a sinkhole, uh, which contained many bodies and treasured artifacts. The ball court, where ancient sport was played, uh, and the winning team's captain would be sacrificed. And of course, the great pyramids. Them, hold on. No, <laughs> no, right. The winning team's captain. Why would you sacrifice the winning team's captain? You should sacrifice the losing team's captain. I know, so they, right? They, Oh, well, I guess maybe if it was a blood sport, they died anyway. Yeah. Thank I, God I assume. sports today aren't like that. Hey, right? the Los Angeles Lakers are your world champions. All right, let's sacrifice LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. Then again, I think the, the way people feel about LeBron James, hey, they might say, hey, if, if he loses, do it anyway, you know? Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> uh, the ball court where ancient sport was played and the winning team's captain would be sacrificed and of course the great pyramids themselves where the sacrifices of mostly prisoners of war are said to have taken place makes mm. sense yep. uh, with a history so closely linked to death it is no wonder why many people claim this ancient ruin to be haunted there have been many reports of visitors hearing disembodied voices of the past and citing the dark shadow figures of what are believed to be either highly regarded priests or possibly the spirits of human sacrifice victims all around the grounds of Chikan Itza. Uh, so Chikan Itza is one of the most visited attractions in Mexico. For that reason... 
I highly recommend going early as the park opens to get your shots before the hordes of tourists sets in. Uh, so, uh, the lady from the, or I assume it's a lady, uh, from this website says to do this, I recommend saying, staying in uh, peace day, which is the closest town to the ruins and allows for a short walk to reach the site. Um, I mean, the pictures that are provided are very, very good pictures. Um, uh, yeah, those, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's the, the traditional Mayan ruins that you would see, like, if you just kind of Google uh, Mayan ruins or Mayan uh, temple, Mexico. Right. It, it's going to be like, you see, it, it's the very first picture that pops up is yeah. of this particular temple or what, are the, what do they call it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or Mayan sites, yeah, yeah. It's it's this particular one uh, that pops up as soon as you type in Mayan temple in Mex. Type uh, go to Google search and type in Mayan temple Mexico, and it's it's literally the first image that pops up. Yeah, um, a lot of the. Um, um, I remember very specifically them talking about um, the uh, the Aztecs um, with, what was, with the ancient Mayans, um, which Mayan Aztec they kind of kind of they're kind of similar in a sense um, because like they, they were both like right there in the in that hard. Um, did the Mayans and the, and the Aztecs fight each other, or were, or that was that or was that pretty much the same? Uh, Matter of fact, let me look it up so I don't sound stupid. Uh, see, did the Mayans fight? Okay, here it is. It's a no, not if by the Aztecs you mean the Aztec Empire. Blah 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 blah. There is an Aztec garrison on the Mayan frontier, and very likely planned the attack. But the Aztecs themselves were attacked against the Spaniards. Oh, okay. So they didn't fight each other, and they are two separate groups. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there's two different ones. Okay. So, um, but yeah, but the Mayans, you know, very well. The Mayans were the ones who a lot of people believe that the world, um, you know, in it said it proclaimed that they were going to be, um, that the world was going to end on uh, December twenty first, twenty twenty one, um. That was very noted in their, uh, uh, and they've had many, many different um, films and TV shows about it. They did, um, they did uh, Kings of the Sun, which was based around um, actually uh, Chihan uh, is Itsta um, around that area, um, and uh, they said that it was pre a pre-Columbian city, is what it was. Uh, in Yucatan State, uh, you know, and I'm looking around like I mean, you look at like all the beautiful artwork and stuff, and there's a picture of the Temple of the Warriors, and this picture was taken back in 1986, and this place looks humongous, um, you know. But the fact that 
you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, you would have, you would you, would the haunted, would the haunted people, would, would it be like the, the team captains, if you would, would their spirits be Roman, the people who were sacrificed, you know, would they be also roaming the grounds as well? Yeah, I mean, I would assume so. Right. I'm trying to find more information. Um. I, so, but on the east side, I'm trying to find because it also says the great ball court. This is where they had their their games and stuff like that. This was a Mesoamerican ball game, uh, which is a ritual sport, um, in the Mayan uh, languages, and it pre. Oh, okay. Basically, it was a version. It was a version of. Uh, it was a game similar to racquetball. Okay. Yeah, it says in common theory of the game, players struck the ball with their hips. Although some variations allowed them to use their forearms, rackets, bats, and handstones, the ball was made out of solid rubber and weighed as much as nine pounds. Dang, I don't want to hit nothing nine pounds hitting me in the hip. Hell with that. Hell uh, no. And it says that the sport was played casually for recreation, mostly by children, and may have been played by women as well. Uh, it says that late in the history of the game, some cultures occasionally seem to have combined the competition with their religious human sacrifices. Okay. But that was later. That's what they said. So. I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> you know, and then you look at some of the uh, the pictures and stuff, and I'm trying to find certain haunted, pl- certain uh, haunted spirits that I'm that's looking for. Okay, uh, matter of fact, I'm trying to find it. Here it is. It says numerous other paranormal occurrences have also taken place. Many have felt the feeling of nearby invisible presence, sudden temperature drops. And disembodied uh, voices, uh, and the sound of ancient tribal hymns. Ancient tribal hymns. Well, yeah. I mean, what the fuck is an ancient tribal? Oh, like chanting it, it, and like old, like you know. Well, it, it would be like a, a hymnal that we sing now, but it was you know very specific to the tribe, like that tribe. Right. It said, yeah, it says many have claimed that the shadow figures within the pyramids that you would see normally open to the public and see the apparitions of the spirits roaming. Many believe that these may be the souls of the human sacrifice victims trapped and cursed to walk the sites, unable to cross over to the other side. Hmm. So if you're sacrificed, you are not allowed to go to the afterlife, apparently? Uh, I, I guess. Different uh-huh. cultures believe different things. That is true. Different cultures do believe different things. Uh, so let's move on to the next one. Um, and this is called Isla de las Manecas. Manecas. M. Mu. Mu. Neck. As. Fuck it. I'm just going to say the English words. Uh, it's. The Island of Dolls, and this is in Zochim. Forgive me, ladies and gentlemen, my Spanish sucks. (laughs) I'm having such a hard time doing this. It's in 
Zo Chai Milko Sachamako. Okay, so yeah. I'm gonna go with. No list of haunted places in Mexico would be complete without including the island of the dolls. This location consists of a small island hidden in the intrinsically uh, woven canals of Zochamilco. This island stands out in comparison to those around it, being completely covered in the most disturbing, disfigured dolls you will ha- you have likely ever seen. Legend okay. has it. Legend has it that a man named Julian Santana Barrara uh, decided to move to the island to live his life in solitude. Upon arriving at this island, he discovered the body of a deceased little girl floating face down in the water. Soon after his soon after his discovery, it was said that Julian also found a doll floating in the water near the body. To honor this unfortunate girl's death, he decided to remove the doll from the water and display it on the island. This was to set off a chain reaction that urged Julian to continue covering this island with dolls for the remainder of his life. All of this to appease the spirit of a of, of the little girl he found in, 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 in the water. Hundreds, if not Thousands of dolls and years later, Julian's body was discovered floating dead in the water in the exact same spot that he discovered the little girl's body. With such a chilling backstory and continued stories of paranormal activity occurring on the island of dolls, it is without a doubt the most haunted place in Mexico. To reach the island of dolls can be a tricky task, but... We highly recommend the article that is provided on the website. Um, and yeah, it is considered to be the most haunted place in Mexico. Have you ever heard of a place called the Island of Dolls? Uh, no. No, but it does not sound like a place that I ever want to go. Dude, I'm looking at some of the other pictures that's on this thing, and oh my freaking goodness! Uh, so there is a uh, a Wikipedia article uh, about it, uh, and it says that the island of the dolls, originally owned by Don Julian uh, Santana Barrera is full of dolls hanging from trees and buildings covered with cobwebs and insects. The place was named in the 1950s when the dolls started randomly appearing on the island. Santana was a neighbor of the Barrio de la Asuncha, uh, where he used to go to drink pulque. Uh, and pulque is an alcoholic beverage in uh, Mexico. Right. Uh, after selling his vegetables until he began preaching the Bible due to his superstitions which led to him being expelled from the sector. According to a legend, a young girl drowned entangled among the lilies of the canal and her body was found on the banks of the Sintampa Chinampas uh, 
So Santana claimed to have heard the girl crying out, I want my doll, and terrified, hung up the doll he found near the girl's body. After that, every time he went outside, he found a new doll hanging from one of the trees. He later died in the exact same spot as the drowned girl, and many believe that his death was caused by the girl's spirit, which still haunts the island to this day. Uh, now, in 1987, an ecotourist rescue was made, and the island was found covered with water lily. After the death of Santana, the Chinampa became a tourist attraction. Uh, the place began gaining fame in 1943 when Mexican filmmaker Emilio Fernandez filmed uh, Maria Candelaria uh, and a significant number of international and local channels have featured articles on the island including the Huffington Post, Travel Channel, and ABC News. The dolls are still on the island, which is accessible by boat only. The island was featured on the Travel Channel show Ghost Adventures and the Amazon Prime show Lore. It was also featured in BuzzFeed Unsolved. Shane Madej, a firm skeptic of the paranormal, has asserted that he believes in the legends about the island. The island was also used for the episode of uh, Estas Son Las Manitas episode 1 season 10 of the Spanish TV comedy Nostros La Guapos huh wow yeah that's that's telling right there when um, a known skeptic is like hey I, I believe this shit <laughs> right I mean, it's one thing if it's like, yeah, that's bullshit. But then when, like what you said, a skeptic is like, wait a minute. Hold the fuck up. What? Right. <laughs> I don't remember. What? Yeah. I mean, that, that that's crazy, though. Like, man. And, and to th- I mean, this island obviously is still around. It still exists. Um, You know, I am. I'm not going to visit this motherfucker. Um, no, not me. Not me at all. No. Uh, and, and. You know what? Uh, you know what? Kudos to uh, Amy from amyscrypt.com for actually going out there and actually, you know, taking the pictures and doing all the work and things of that nature to, you know, to, I mean, because it's got to be a freaking scary, scary thing, you know, to go out there amongst all these, you know, which, you know, dolls don't freak me out, but if I walk out of my house and there's a damn baby doll with one arm missing, maybe an eyeball gone, you know, cotton busting out the, 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 uh, the top of the, the little shirt thing. Like, no, I'm done. Fuck you all. I'm going back home. No, fuck this shit. Right. Hey, like what, and well, like, like what you said, it was on the episode of ghost adventures. They did discuss it. I don't know what season it is though. I, I be honest with you. I, I, I vaguely remember hearing something about it, but I've never actually sat down and watched that episode. Um, right. So I may have to get my, uh, my, uh, ghost adventures, uh, back on new seasons coming out soon. Um, they actually obviously had to delay. Um, they only did six episodes for the, uh, uh, season 21 and obviously that was due to COVID and things of that nature 
Um, but season 22 is uh, scheduled to appear. I think they said, uh, uh, I believe they said it was, it was supposed to be uh, March 10th, but I think they moved it back. So obviously we're in April, so obviously it hasn't happened yet. Right. Um, that being said, though, uh, actually, no, I um, I, uh, I told a lie. Um, they've they, they did drop it on March tenth, and they've uh, they only have let's see one two three four. They only have eight episodes scheduled. Um, the next episode is actually going to be uh, April seventh, and it's going to be Panic at Pine Street when the team investigates poltergeist activity from the historic saloon of Paso Robos in California. So there you go. Looking forward to that one. Well, hopefully I could get... Oh, I, st- I still got Hulu, so I can still watch it anytime I want. Right. That being said, Bubba, out of the five that we talked about tonight, which one did you find the most interesting? Uh, I, I honestly, I found them all very interesting. Um, none of which... Well, I do want to go see the Mayan Temple, uh, not because of it, it being supposedly haunted, uh, but I've always wanted to go see the Mayan temple. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, the, the museum of the mummies. Nah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't want to see a bunch of mummies. Yeah. Like I'm not like if I'm at a museum and they have a mummy there, then yes, but I don't want to go see a museum that has a hundred mummies. You know what I mean? Right. You've seen one movie. You've seen one mummy. You've seen them all. You've seen one movie about a mummy. You've seen them all. No, um, that's not true. Well, that's not true. Well, yeah, because Brendan Fraser's mummy and Tom Cruise's mummy are different. I know. Um, yeah. I, I like the Brendan Fraser mummy series better. I haven't seen Tom, but I, I don't. I, I shouldn't judge. I apologize. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, man, like what you said, man, they were all very interesting. The Island of Dolls uh, is is interesting, but to me, like that sounds like something. Like if it, it like if there wasn't like proof of pictures and things of that nature, like it sounds very creepy pasta. If you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like Island of Dolls sounds like a creepy pasta title to me. You know, but then when you show pictures and proof and things of that nature, it's like, uh, no. When when, I, when I'm looking at a doll and the hair is mangled and the arms are burnt and there's a rope around its neck and its eyes are blacked out, like. No, thank you very much, but I'm not going to this place. Forget you and the horse you rolled in on. I don't think so. But anyway. So, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this very special episode of The Haunting Sub. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, And if you happen to have been to any of these places or would like to go to any of these places... Shoot us a message. Let us know what you guys think of this episode. And let us know if you've been to any of these places. We would love to hear your stories about your experiences with it, with any type of paranormal. Um, it's still, I mean, we, we've been doing this for a while. We haven't done a haunting in a while. Uh, we just wrapped up the, the, the Hauntings of Canada about a month or so ago. And, uh, you know, very cool to be able to get back on here and talk about haunted places. And eventually, I can't guarantee this, but eventually, maybe soon, we can get a whole bunch of people together and we can take some video cameras out and we can, I don't know, possibly maybe go on a little ghost hunt ourselves. That sound like a good idea to you, Chip? Yeah. Yep. Get somebody to watch the kids and 
all of us just head on out there and, you know, somebody's going to be screaming like a little girl and then my wife will tell me to calm down and I'll be fine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That being said, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Chip, anything you want to say before we bounce out here tonight? Um, As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. A couple of quick shout-outs. Shout-out to our good friend Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Demon, and Sean Miller with Should I Watch That. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to our sponsors. And, man, 22,000 downloads. We are almost at 23,000. You guys, please keep it up. Please keep sharing. Please keep liking. Please keep on helping us promote, helping us to get it out there. You know, we do this for you guys and uh yeah thank you guys we love you we appreciate you guys and we'll see you back here on another episode maybe soon maybe not so soon but uh we'll keep you updated you won't even know what's coming it'll just be just a random haunted episode but you know what right i think you guys enjoy it so we'll this one was going to be a this one was actually a surprise we didn't even know we were doing this one so (laughs) i'm just being honest um but yeah thank you guys again we love you guys we'll see you next time chip let's hit them with the outro Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.